Hello humans, hello humans. It's in the afternoon here. <laughs> Jeez, what is that? Um, pomeriggio. Uh, anyway, so heading back out to the coast. Had a um, lot of lot of stops, and some of them disappointed me, and a couple of others I just said, "Ah, eh, screw it." Not used to or not interested in dealing with um, officialdom at this stage on today. So I'll put it off until some other time. Anyway, back on the um, uh, the subject of the psi, as in psychic and uh, that sort of activity. Um, it is true to, or factual to discuss it uh, as extrasensory perception, because as far as we know, it's not really coming in through the standard senses that are attached to the head. You know, sound, eyes, that kind of thing, right? Or taste, you don't usually taste the future. Um, but these things do appear, we do have demonstrable evidence that ESP or Psy Talent or whatever we want to call it uh, does exist. It's going to be really tricky to talk about it because I have to deliberately avoid uh, using all kinds of words that uh, frame uh, Psy activity in a way that we really don't want. Okay, so it's not uh, telepathy. Uh, it doesn't involve a radio kind of transmission from one mind to another. It does not work that way. And so to refer to uh, mind sharing of information as telepathy frames it uh, with a 1887 uh, originating context that's invalid and also warps our understanding of it, right? So it, it keeps us from getting at the, um, uh, getting at the talent or the skill um, more appropriately. We'll still get there, but if you use an inappropriate framework, uh, you have to labor through that framework and work within all of the uh, limitations the framework puts on you before you actually get to the good stuff, right? And it's better to get a good conceptual framework that does not provide uh, limitations to you just uh, from the get-go, just from starting to think about it. So it's very necessary that we use uh, terms very carefully, right? And so um, clairvoyance, which is um, thought or, or talked about as though it was uh, precognitive uh, seeing, uh, is really um, clear hearing, right? Uh, clear voice. So clairvoyance is a clear sight, um, not necessarily involving um, future, but we usually take it that way. So most of the extrasensory perceptions that come into our brains in the activity of doing uh, psychic work will to some extent be dis displaced from our current temporal reference. Uh, so you can do... Um, like you could do remote viewing and get a target that was just a bunch of numbers and letters, you know, uh, L7QZ9, right? Something like that, just something totally meaningless to you. And then you go and do remote viewing on it and you 
peer into it, do all this stuff, and oh, then it dawns on you, oh, look, I'm actually looking at, I'm examining with my mind an ancient structure in the past when it was not ancient. So in that sense, you would be using clairvoyance, clear seeing, to see uh, a past event, right? So you can you can interact in a psi way outside of our current temporal reference. Now, in my opinion, because I've spent the last, uh, let's just say, 30 solid years working uh, various aspects of time and the developing future, there is no such thing as timelines, all right? There's people talking about it are being obscuring. I know they're trying to provide a point. They're trying to elucidate and, and educate you and get a point across, but they're actually obscuring by thinking that there are, are timelines in existence uh, other than the one we're in now, right? There are no other timelines. There never will be. Time does not work that way. So we've got to be very careful about a lot of these sorts of things uh, in terms of how we discuss it. So I won't ever talk about merging timelines or any of that kind of stuff because it really does obscure and it has an inbuilt uh, error, which is the idea that uh, there are uh, other dimensions or alternative uh temporal realities in existence at this point. And that, that is not the case. So as we leave a temporal reality, and thus it becomes our past, it ceases to be dynamic and active, although it doesn't disappear, because it's left remnants, right? We've got the remnants of something in the past. Um, the, the future is not set. It's not a, um, a long timeline stretching off fucking forever. It doesn't work that way. The future is is actually, in a sense, um, like peering into a storm, right? It's developing, it's changing, it's constantly moving, and, it, and what manifests uh, is what's in that moment as a, an energetic um, force of, or an energetic layer, a uh, buildup of uh, potentiality that triggers the actual um, appearance of manifestation, and therefore it becomes a probability. It expresses its level of probability. This gets really interesting when we start talking about time, because most people have a bad understanding of time, and then we have to start folding in all this size stuff. So the uh, it is easy to see how Zoroastrian literature, um, Persian, um, I think they call it uh, Ani or Agni, um, meditation practices, all of these things are in fact um, misunderstandings of a um, very deep, uh, very cultured, very sophisticated science of psi stuff and time stuff. So now the Zoroastrians um, the Persians uh, did not separate um, manifestations in reality that are temporally um, uh, or, or that affect our temporality or our self of our, our sense of ourself in time. They did not see these things as separate. <coughs> so 
we might not think of in our culture, we might not think of a lot of these uh, techniques and stuff that the Zoroastrians and the and the uh, people speaking Sanskrit, I don't know that it's appropriate to call them Hindus, because we're talking about people that did not have an understanding of the Hindu religion as we understand it now, right? And so the people that wrote all this stuff down were talking about something that was eminently practical, a technique, uh, a series of um, technologies that they used in their daily work and their daily interaction with um, universe. And so it was not a uh, abstract religious kind of a concept to them. It was very practical. Uh, it, you know, it's the kind of thing that a hunter uses when he goes on out to find game in order to feed his family. And so there is a um, an acceptance of information in the process of hunting where you just, all of a sudden you turn and you see the animal, right? If you had not turned, you would not have seen the prey. Uh, what prompted you to turn was the consciousness of that prey impacting on your consciousness, this sharing, okay? So it's not telepathy. The the deer or the elk or, or um, whatever you're hunting out there, the, you know, the uh, wild goat up in the hills, none of these animals are actively trying to uh, impact and ping your consciousness, yet their becoming aware of you does just that as you're becoming aware of them and focusing your attention on them will indeed also ping them. So I'm sure every hunter has had the experience of being out there uh, sighting in on game only to just as you get that sight fixed, the game understands you're there in bolts, right? Boink, it's gone because you took too long or whatever, right? Too much of your attention was focused on them. Your consciousness uh, pinged their consciousness. They discovered you, they discovered they were in danger and they got the fuck out. Now, I've had those kind of situations where I knew I was in danger and um, I did not disregard it, okay? So, so I took it because I'm a paranoid, I react to this shit. And so I took it seriously and saved myself all kinds of grief. Um, People that are under the impression they're not psychic will disregard these these psychic impulses, these psi, um, um, what do they call it? tendrils, um, these these little threads that work through your uh, nervous system and bring you information that does not come in through your ordinary senses, and so if they disregard it, then they would go out and get themselves in trouble when their, uh, their spidey senses told them otherwise, right? And so you can cultivate this. First, don't ignore that shit. Investigate it. See what's going on. Why do I feel this way? Become sensitized to it. This is going to be very, very key for us, uh, all of us humans, as we go forward here. Uh, we will get better at this simply because of more emanations from galactic center will make us better humans, you know, more excited um, nervous systems, this sort of thing. And our nervous systems are like antennae. And so um, the number 10 nerve out of 12, so the X nerve in your cranium, the cranial nerve X or cranial nerve 10, connects to the vagus nervous system. This is the largest clump of nerves that you've got. It connects with all the major organs. All the glands in your head are connected to it. Um, all of your immune system is connected to it. Everything is connected to it except the adrenal complex. Yet the vagus nervous system has receptors for adrenaline. 
and adrenochrome as well. Um, these, uh, this sensory array uh, becomes a giant antenna. So your vagus nervous system, if spread out, is massively huge. It'd be like the size of, a, if you all spread it out and gave a little bit of, a, you know, space between each nerve, you could maybe say that this was the size of a, you know, uh, a sail for a big sailing yacht. It's a huge antenna uh, and it's very intense in terms of how it's constructed. This is a powered antenna, okay? It is powered by dynamic uh, levels of activity within your body. Uh, the power comes to it from uh, your food, obviously, because it, it requires, uh, you know, energy and nutrition and so on. Um, but part of the power that, that you get or, or that, that powers up your vagus nervous system is hormones. The vagus nervous system is intimately connected to all of the hormonal functions of the body. Uh, everything from the melatonin all the way up through mundane things, prostaglandin, all the, all the hormones are connected. Um, so your nervous system will respond hormone, uh, through, through hormones to external, um, influences. So size stuff is your, uh, vagus nervous system getting pinged, getting something coming through at an energetic level that causes you, well, that should cause you to have to react to it. Now, um, lots of people don't. And so, I, in my opinion, they get themselves in trouble by ignoring this. Uh, those people that do, most of them, let's say 99%, would do so without having any kind of an understanding of what's going on in their body that provided this process to which they are reacting, right? That is actually, uh, in effect, helping them uh, guide their life right and and guide their actions within their life um most people as i say more than 99 percent have no fucking clue some of the, these are the people that react to it uh some of those people maybe less than one percent would pursue it to some degree but then they'll reach a point where they say okay that's enough i understand and off they go right most people are not just dedicated to learning simply for the sake of learning however here's the deal even in the ancient literature even in the um uh, Sanskrit literature and the Zoroastrian literature uh, from Persia, we get a uh, clear um, description of why you need to cultivate your psi ability at all times, especially when you're going to be interacting with, potentially, with these space aliens. Um, so the L were... Uh, all right, so there's various groups of space aliens under various names. Some of them may be the same, translated from culture to culture to culture. Others are different. Uh, we know this because they exist under both names and are discussed by the same culture. So the um, uh, it was simultaneous that we had the Elohim walking around at the same, and we had the Devas uh, walking around in um, in Greater India. Okay, so these were, it may be that the Elohim were part of that original uh, invasion force that gave us the devas. Maybe they weren't. We just, there's no way to know at this stage. We may find out eventually, I just don't know. But in any event, though, the, um, the interaction is described in 
ancient literature, and they do also say that an adherence to the arts, okay, the psi arts, the psychic arts, paying attention to your uh, internal prompts this way, having cultivated the ability to um, examine them, to know when they're happening, etc., etc., because a lot of this is, is basically subconscious. You're not aware of it. But this is necessary to survive encounters with these space aliens. Now, these this literature says quite clearly that uh, these motherfuckers are super psychic. All right? And so a human... Actually, humans, I think, are more psychic. We just don't cultivate it and so on. But in the Kali Yuga, back in the, uh, you know, in the time when everybody just rode around on donkeys and uh, sailboats, and that was it for uh, moving our body and our goods and stuff. So back through that entire period, uh, we have literature that says that, oh, okay, um, you may encounter one of these Elohim on the road. If you do, pay the fuck attention because they're constantly broadcasting um, what they're going to do and their moods and stuff. And also, these guys were really moody. They, they apparently um, were really into addiction uh, to adrenochrome. And when they got into the adrenochrome highs, uh, they would go through shit that makes them um, uh, go through really crazy shit and do crazy shit as a result of it. And then they would go and sleep it off, basically, right? And all this kind of stuff is described. And and some of the literature in the Zoroastrian literature is basically a warning saying, you know, uh, keep your spidey senses well-tuned because these fuckers are extremely unpredictable and they kill you just by thinking about it. And so, um, you know, they have to actively think about it. They can't just casually think about it and have you die. They have to do things and actively um, uh, engage their version of the vagus nervous system in the process. So now here's where the uh, you know, the metal, um, here's where the rubber meets the road, where, where we run into our heavy metal screeching kind of activity because our vagus nervous system, um, uh, can be cultivated, can be trained, uh, to perform better. It naturally will pick up all of this kind of stuff. And it is the entry point for what we think of as ESP. Uh, and it also forms, performs functions in uh, what we would think of as clairvoyance, which is really mind-sharing of a single thought. Um, and yes, there is a causal uh, relationship that needs to be acknowledged, but it is not sending and receiving uh, like radios. Okay, It just does not work that way. And it's important that you know that it doesn't work that way if you're attempting to work it. So if you were attempting to, like, scan the mind of one of the Elohim, they would sense this. They'd get really pissed at you, very likely, and would put their finger through your head and kill you. Um, but even if you tried to sense their thoughts, it would be non-productive. It would not be successful because telepathy, as described to us, does not exist. Mind sharing around a single thought does exist, but you have to understand the um, dynamic of the technology that allows you to get that thought and how you have to go about it. And the instruction set here in the Zoroastrians is, is really pretty good. And combined with what we see in Taoism, uh, in terms of the um, instruction sets on growing your skills as a Taoist, uh, we actually have a fairly good uh, amount of stuff that would allow us to develop a, a bit of, of coursework here. 
Now, we've got real issues with our population uh, relative to the space aliens coming back. So um, if the Elohim uh, were the ones to return and showed up here, whether we call them Anunnaki or whatever, right? First off, they're not very likely going to be um, gently predisposed to favor the Jews, right? The Elohim will, will not do that. Uh, the uh, Jews, the Ashkenazi, were the ones they abandoned as being uh, unable to produce what they wanted. And the uh, covenant of chopping off the foreskin was them hobbling the herd so the herd could not become uh, strong enough to rebel in a serious way. So uh, the foreskin stuff is very much like the Tower of Babel stuff, which is an entirely misunderstood um, mythos around the uh, space alien uh, technology. And we need to get into that at some point as well. But in any event, though, so you're dealing with the space aliens. You need to have your spidey senses telling you how these people are feeling and basically when to get the fuck out of there because they're very capricious and they're uh, subject to whims, which we find out are basically induced by uh, their addiction to human hormones. And it doesn't have to be human. It can be uh, lamb, but cannot be pork right? And cows don't have enough of the hormones to, um, uh, to produce the effect that the, uh, these space aliens like. Uh, but it can't be pork because the space aliens find this extremely unpalatable. Uh, it just is terrible to them. Uh, in any event, though, so here we are and we're approaching a, um, uh, our new world, uh, our sci-fi world, our sci world, as the space alien issue arises. Uh, the space alien issue arises, um, shall we say, naturally, even though it had been uh, forecast for over 20 years for coming into this particular point. And that particular set uh, that has been building and is now manifesting over these, the course of these 20 years has all kinds of stuff as a, um, a follow-on ramification of the UFOs showing up. One of the ramifications is, is going to be the deep state um, basically totally freaks out, fractures, and uh, goes away. Doesn't go away cleanly, doesn't go away easily. Uh, we'll, we'll be fighting remnants of this thing for some time, but the uh, UFO issue removes a whole lot of uh, claims that the deep state had to uh, acumen and skill that, in essence, placed them in power. And so they're going to come out later when the UFOs come on out. They're going to say, you people need to listen to us. You know, we're the ones that have been hiding the UFOs for years. We're the only ones that know how they work. We're the only ones that know what the fuck's going on. You need to listen to us. Okay, so the same kind of shit about COVID. We're the only ones that understand the virus. You need to listen to us. You need to do what we tell you. And so they'll come out with this, you need to do what we tell you stuff. And that ain't going to fly. Um, it's going to be a hundred percent rejection. Maybe they, I'm, I won't be a hundred percent, but maybe they'll get, you know, 10% of the populace that will in any way pay attention to them. Uh, the rest of us are going to be going off doing our own shit, uh, which is good because the Ashkenazi are, uh, damaged. Okay. So these individuals are damaged. You put one of the, uh, Ashkenazi with their chopped off foreskin in one of these, uh, mind to machine, um, interfaces and it will kill them. It's going to destroy their mind. It's going to fry them. You might get all kinds of weird effects as their body powers all of this, uh, but they're not going to be able to run it. 
and they're not going to be able to uh, extricate themselves from it easily because they don't have the inherent length required of their antenna and they don't have the inherent um, maturity of nervous systems uh, because the uh, cells had been chopped off, their, their body never matured a whole lot of the what we would call the tail end of uh, cranial nerve X. And so um, the X will not work for them. They're not, they're, there are some that know, okay? There are some of these guys way the fuck up in the organizations that know. Does Klaus Schwab know? Probably, but, but I'm certain his uh, number two guy, that Yuval fellow, uh, I'm certain he knows. Um, in any event, they're going to try and capture and keep keep control of the UFO narrative as we go forward, and it's not going to work. And this fracturing is part of the um, the breakout into sci-fi world uh, in a serious way. This breakout into sci-fi world is going to be fracturing to our social order at the control level. All right, not necessarily at the social order level itself, which is already fractured by the um, uh, the mother weffers trying to destroy the banking system to get us all into the Great Reset and the Green New Deal so that they can continue to maintain control. That's their only point, right? They don't believe the climate's changing. They're doing everything they can to convince everybody else that this is indeed the case, but they have no belief in it whatsoever. It's just a tool to them. They don't care about that. Uh, all of these other, all these people that are gluing themselves to roads, uh, all these people that are uh, buying electric vehicles and sitting there with their their uh, genetic material being irradiated by the electrical fields, all of these people are basically uh, useful idiots uh, for the uh, powers that be, for the the mother weffers, and they will continue that as much as they possibly can. Uh, over these next couple of years, but in my way of thinking, it's going to fall off fairly rapidly. That already people are pissed at them over the COVID shit. A lot of the lies have been shown uh, as lies, and a lot of the players have been shown as players and not legitimate um, uh, personalities. And so a lot of that has fallen away anyway. Now they're going to come out, they're probably going to try and do lockdowns to keep us, um, uh, you know, in control climate-wise, or they may try and do lockdowns, and you got to creep around because there's space aliens up there watching you, that sort of thing, right? Be afraid of the space aliens. Now, I say be afraid of the space aliens because we have a history of these motherfuckers being uh, capricious murderers and not caring about us because to them, we are cattle. Just like the Jews have the word goy uh, or goyim, all humans are goyim, including the Jews, to the space aliens. So as far as the L were concerned, the uh, Jews, the the Essenes, the the fathers of Moses and all these people, Adam and Eve, that entire line, were just cattle. They were just a breeding experiment and they're just cattle. The, the L have no love for humans. They have no uh, desire for uh, humanity to, to go and prosper. And in fact, they didn't want humanity to reach its uh, actual potential within individuals within the vagus nervous system. And so they came up with the covenant of chopping off uh, two to five million sensors from the uh, end of the penis and shortening the uh, cranial nerve number 10 by removing that connection. Okay, so you have to understand that the 
cranial nerve goes down into the abdomen uh, in terms of the uh, vagus nervous system. And then there are ancillary systems that cross-connect the reproductive system into the vagus nervous system. And so you're, if you're circumcised, you do not have those ancillary connections, okay? I kid you not. You physically will not develop them because it's part of the maturation process that's induced by hormones, and those hormones will not be triggered unless you have a certain sufficiency. The number is unknown. Maybe, maybe if you've got only a million of these cells, it'll, it'll go into maturity. I do not know. We don't know. What we do know is that the reason for the covenant, the reason for circumcision, as uh, cited within their own literature, was control of humans. So at least the L, the Elohim, at least they thought that this would be sufficient if they had all the males circumcised, then, then that population could never get to the point that it could control these devices using their minds and thus form a uh, potential for revolution or danger to the L. The L are super paranoid. When you start reading about these guys, you understand something. They live an incredibly long time. They might live 10,000 or tens of thousands of years, as for all I know, okay? They live within these gons, these giant electromagnetic bubbles, when here on Earth during the Kali Yuga. And may be that that enforces some kind of extra capture of uh, galactic uh, radiation or doesn't prevent it from leaking, whatever. These gons kept people, humans alive, but also kept the, the keeps the Elohim alive huge uh, amounts of time. But that means these fuckers are really paranoid about accidents. They're really paranoid about, um, uh, you know, any form of an accident, accidental poisoning, any kind of thing like that. Uh, is really scary to them because it could cut off what would otherwise be this, uh, you know, very long life, right? Uh, maybe 20,000, 30,000, who knows? Uh, we do know that the Zoroastrians reckoned that the uh, space aliens uh, thought in terms of thousand-year segments. So they actually had words for this kind of thing, right? Where, um, where they would be dealing uh, with time in ways that we do not conceive of it. And just because we, our lives are so short. And so, so the Elohim, the space aliens, are really fucking freaked at, at about anything that would in any way shorten these marvelous lives, including the damage to their guns and stuff. There's some hints in some Persian, um, uh, let's call it accessory literature, that the El left uh, the Mideast uh, when the guns that controlled the Garden of Eden was destroyed in basically a guerrilla action by humans. Uh, I can get into that at some other time. It's just fascinating if you get into all of this literature. But in any event, though, so we're going to start doing psi lessons and get into that. Um, and it, it's uh, we'll get around to publishing some of this stuff at some point. I'm turning certain people on to some of these things I've found and showing them where chat GPT went wrong, but also where it went right. And um, so some of these guys are, are writers and they'll write it up. I don't have the time. I'm still in exploration mode with this. Anyway, guys, I'm back here now. It's many hours <laughs> later than I'd anticipated. I've got fencing that's down all over the place because we had to get it off that truck and it didn't work well. And my tractor was, uh, you know, the back wheels were lifting up. It couldn't take the load. It was just a hugely exciting morning. And now I need to get everything done here so that I can get some lunch. Anyway, so talk to you later.